is Monday, January 2nd, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service. I'm Robert John. The root of the problem. BT corn, a genetically modified corn plant that makes its own insecticide and comprises approximately 65% of all corn acres in the United States, has undergone agricultural testing over the last few summers that indicates the rootworms this corn is designed to defend against are developing a resistance to the insecticide much faster than expected. Bruce Topashnik, an entomologist at the University of Arizona, stated these rootworms are, quote, a pest of great economic significance, a billion-dollar pest, unquote. Tabashnik also states that if rootworms do become resistant to BT corn, it could, quote, become the most economically damaging example of insect resistance to a genetically modified crop in the U.S. Our Lady said on August 29, 1985, I am calling you to prayer, especially since Satan wishes to take advantage of the yield of your vineyards. Pray that Satan does not succeed in his plan. Gun Sales at Record Levels FBI information on the number of requests for background checks by gun dealers shows that gun sales during 2011 have reached record highs. A few days before the end of December, the FBI reported that the number of background checks has already topped the previous one-month record, set only in November, of 1.5 million inquiries by gun dealers. Almost half a million checks were done in just the last six days before Christmas. The busiest day in history occurred earlier this year on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, with a little over 129,000 searches. Only 1.3% of all requests are denied permission to purchase a firearm, meaning that hundreds of thousands of guns were purchased in 2011. Our Lady said on June 26, 1986, I am inviting you to give witness and buy your life to help to preserve the peace. This is the Medj Network Information Service. Kim Jong-un declared supreme leader in North Korea. Kim Jong-un, son of the recently deceased leader of communist North Korea, Kim Jong-il, was publicly endorsed as the supreme leader of the ruling Workers' Party, military, and people of North Korea during his father's memorial service in December. 
Kim Jong-nam, the country's ceremonial head of state, stated that the younger Kim had inherited his father's, quote, ideology, character, and revolutionary spirit, unquote. Our Lady said on February 9, 1984, How many persons have followed other beliefs or sects and have abandoned Jesus Christ? They create their own gods. They adore idols. Italian bond auctions end on dismal note. Italy's recent short- and long-term bond auctions ended on a dismal note last Thursday, with investors demanding a yield of 7% or more for 10-year bonds. A yield of 7% or more is a troublesome sign for investors, as this is widely believed to be an unsustainable interest level that can force countries to seek a bailout, just as happened to Greece, Ireland, and Portugal. Our Lady once gave a commentary on the Our Father to Yelena. Commenting on the phrase, Thy will be done, Our Lady said, Thy will be done, O Lord, make our kingdom collapse. Let your kingdom be the only true one, and make us realize that our kingdom is destined to end, and that at once, now, we allow Thy will to be done. This is the Medge Network Information Service. United States Navy warns Iran. Shortly after the head of the Iranian Navy warned they could easily close the Strait of Hormuz in response to various sanctions imposed on Iran by several countries, the United States Navy replied that any attempt to block the Strait of Hormuz would elicit naval response. Spokesman for the U.S. Fifth Fleet, Lieutenant Rebarich, stated, quote, Anyone who threatens to disrupt freedom of navigation in an international strait is clearly outside the community of nations. Any disruption will not be tolerated. Unquote. Existing and proposed sanctions resulting from Iran's nuclear program, which the country maintains is peaceful, could mean a serious blow to Iran's oil export trade that makes up about 80% of its foreign revenues and is critical for the functioning of the Iranian economy. Our Lady said on November 7, 1985, I am calling you to the love of neighbor and love toward the one from whom evil comes to you. In that way, you will be able to discern the intentions of hearts. Anonymous releases Guide for Violent Revolution a group of hackers, self-titled Anonymous, who allegedly organized the Occupy movement's protests and claims to have recently stolen thousands of credit card numbers and other personal information from the security company Stratfor, has released an online survivor guide for citizens, quote, in case of a violent revolution in your country, unquote. The 15-page PDF document includes statements like the following, quote, this guide is for civilians who feel they are about to be caught up in a violent uprising or revolution to overthrow the oppressive government of their country. And although a revolution in favor of the people is a joyful thing when seen from the outside, it can be a bloody mess for those inside it. Unquote. The guide urges citizens to find a secure water supply and purchase long-lasting foods such as canned goods, rice, dry grains, potatoes, noodles, dried pasta, or lentils. It also gives advice on how to avoid tear gas and deflect rubber bullets. Our Lady said on August 1984, If you think of evil, punishment, wars, 
you are on the road to meeting them. From the MEDGE Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Metricoria.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Man Waited. History Divided. He lived his life quietly, under the protection of his mother and father. He was destined to be the rise and fall of many. So sweet was the peace that was in his family, that he would long for its love, when later he was immersed in the cup of hatred. The Christmas celebration has not ended. In Europe, the Feast of the Three Kings is celebrated in January, and nativities remain well into the month. Why does the celebration not continue? With the birth of Jesus came a second morning, a third beautiful morning for all the earth. All creation was blessed. Holiness walked the earth. The little infant in the arms of his mother was the center of history. O Mary, tell us what it was like. O little Jesus, come into our family. Bring us your peace. Touch our hearts. Fill them with your love. O infant Jesus, we wish you into every family. The birth of Jesus encourages us to live a profound spiritual life in simplicity so that in prayer we can build up a new world of peace through the family. Today is the time, unlike any in history. Purify your hearts and your homes. Discard every obstacle to holiness that's in your home. Surround yourself with reminders of God. Lead your family to holiness through prayer and by changing your surroundings. Come to the resting place. It is our desire for you to begin to experience profound peace a peace that the world cannot give. The Resting Place at Caritas of Birmingham. Closed 10 to 11 for prayer. And you're invited. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
and lead us not to the time of trial, but deliver us from me. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, did you sing Auld Lang Syne? Is that how you brought in the new year? Or did you watch it, how they sang it across different places of the earth? It's not how we brought in the world, or the new year for the world. We've been playing this song for 10 years. 
It's about the Father, our Father. At 12 o'clock, this is what we play over and over and over. Everybody wishes everybody a new year. It's real joyous. We spend the the whole evening together. It's beautiful. If you like that song now, you should have seen it in color. It's awesome. Our kids are raised with it. If you could have seen that in color, you should have seen it in color in the field, playing through these mountains here. It's beautiful. This song is just one more example to build a new culture, a way of life, a new future. It's going through the pains of birth at this moment. It's struggling to get into the hearts of the people that this new way of life live there in your heart. That the Father, our Father, is first. Not only in Zion, which represents a secular world. We're not going to take back the culture. This is important to understand. We're not going to rebuild the culture. We're going to have a new culture. It won't belong to the secularist. It'll belong to Christians. More so, it'll belong to Christ because he's going to prevail. It's Our Lady who told us. You have no future with Christ, or rather without Christ, which means the only future you're going to have is if you're with Christ. Present culture is passing. It's not going to last. It's not going to continue. This is not doom and gloom. This is something of hopeful. Who cares for what happens now and the continuance of the way we live? Our Lady's message today shows this in a beautiful, beautiful way, a hopeful message. Cleaning of the slate, cleaning, washed by Our Lady, her sweet words to bring us away from what we suffered in the past to a new beginning, a new springtime for us, the whole world, the whole church, led by you, her apostles. Wow. 2012. Zion, or Our Father. Our Lady of Medjugorje's January 2nd, 2012 message to Mariana on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, as with motherly concern, I look in your hearts, and them I see pain and suffering. I see a wounded past and an incessant search. I see my children who desire to be happy but do not know how. Open yourselves to the Father. That is the way to happiness, the way by which I desire to lead you. God the Father never leaves His children alone, especially not in pain and despair. When you comprehend and accept this, you will be happy. Your search will end. You will love, and you will not be afraid. Your life will be hope and truth which is my son. Thank you. I implore you, 
Pray for those whom my son has chosen. Do not judge, because you will all be judged. Mariana said that Our Lady was very decided today. This statement at the end of the message is something very strong for Our Lady, or rather for Mariana to say that. Where did she get that from? Years ago, I was in a discussion with her, and she said Our Lady had a great spirit of decision. So maybe this is even a poor translation. Mariana said, Our Lady was very decided today. Perhaps it was conveyed in the wrong way. But what's meant by it is what I can tell you is conversations I've had long ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago. That Mary is not indecisive. Her decisions are clear. We have a wishy-washy society today. We have a thing that's on the Barner studies that I wrote about, look what happened while you were sleeping, speaking about how the youth today have a cut-and-paste mentality. In other words, their belief systems, they cut out what they like, what's trendy, and they paste it into their belief. And these things even contradict each other. And in the study, when they pointed out a contradiction to the youth, they just chuckled. They didn't say, oh, this contradicts this this like over here or this thing here. These two things that, that can't go together. They just accept it. That they're like both ways on opposite sides. And so we have this cut-and-paste mentality in the world today that we've lost common sense. It's not logic. But this is not the spirit of Our Lady. Our Lady is very decisive. Her decisions are decisions. You haven't seen her sponged a little bit because, well, modern man's this way, and okay. You know, God God bends to every way. Our Lady says, "I, I stand before you, humbly before your free will. But that's not indecisive. That's an honor of the freedom God gave you. doesn't change her. We think we can change God. We think we can have women priests. We think we can do all these kinds of things. And I say we facetiously and those who ask for those things. We don't subscribe to that at all. But the mentality is out there. That we can change doctrine. We can change ways. They're unchangeable. Part of what's wrong with us and our disease is we've let go of traditions. We don't teach our children. We don't pass on to the next generation those beliefs and values that has been here for millennials. Past Christianity and, and the Judaism. They kept track of Jacob and Rachel, Rachel's tomb, as we've spoken about before, and different events. They set up monuments to connotate those things. They found several years ago at the Red Sea where it departed a stone monument right there in the desert believed to be erected by Solomon to show a point so that they wouldn't forget in history. There's another standing on the opposite side of that marking that spot. But it's in one of the Arab nations and they won't let them go explore that. These monuments, these things were for man, ancient man, 
to record his history so that he, at least he'd forget who he came from and what his value should be. And so we've got a secular society erasing everything. They don't want you to know the things of history. I was reading about a book today about Stalin and how they changed history. And when Hitler was killed, or rather he ended his life, one of his own men verified, I think it was to generalize in her, one of those, that Hitler was dead. And the Soviets came and rewrote some of that. They rewrote the history that he was, that he's still living. And they did an Osama bin Laden hunt for this man who was dead. And so don't think you can't revise history, and even in a moment, because they didn't know whether did this man see it or not. He changed his story because he was told this is not the Stalinist way. You're reading history. You have mentalities that in a way, even though you say you're Christian, you reject God over. We have a decrepit family life now. Rotten to the core. Because we forgot what family really is. The transmission of those parents' values and ideas into their children. You can't leave them neutral. You can't leave it up to your children to decide what you want to believe. You can't sit there and say, well, if you want to pray the rosary with us, you can. But if you don't, you know, it's your free will. Do you make them brush their teeth? Do you make them go to school? If you don't make them go to school, who comes and forces that on them? Truant officers. Which can they do more, or which can they do without more? School or prayer? You don't even put it as an option. You don't even put it in a position of a choice. It's who you are as a family. Why have we let go of this? You let your child win, you lose. They'll test you. They'll see what happens, and they'll hold contempt for you. And it takes both parents. It can't be just the father. It can't be just the mother. You as parents give the image of God the Father to your children. If you teach them, well, okay, if you're tired, you can go to bed. You don't have to pray. Then you're not teaching them prayer takes precedent over tiredness. And how are they going to adopt that when they get older? We've lost wisdom in even how to raise children. He says, open yourselves to the Father. Many people have a crippled idea of the Father in the family. They therefore, because often they've had a bad relationship with their father, don't have a good relationship with the Father in the house. But that also translates, they won't have a good understanding and openness to God the Father. It's not without a purpose that the Father is the leader of the house, the spiritual guide. When He calls you to prayer, everything stops. It's not an option, or let me finish this, let me do that. I remember reading a story years ago about a father, a grandfather, when all his family got together, he said, let's say the rosary, 
Everybody stopped. Everybody went in. They had such respect for that. If you can hold that in contempt, how can you be happy? How can you not end up in your life with pain and suffering, with wounds, and incessantly be searching when all the while is right there in the Father, in the home, that gives you the image of God the Father for your good? That is why, or rather, that is the way of happiness, the way by which I desire to lead you. God the Father never leaves his children alone, especially in pain and despair. When you comprehend and accept this, you'll be happy. Who's not accepted today in the culture? It's the Father. Who takes the lowest part on the totem pole in the courts? The Father. Who's ridiculed in the sitcoms in Hollywood? The Father. The Father's smut in a lot of places. He's marginalized even in the family, even in the Christian family. Why is that? Because if society can do that, that can marginalize God the Father. And that's why we'll sing O Lang Syne. When as Christians we've got an option, the new culture, and say, no, this is our motto, this is our song. This is what we're going to sing to bring in the new year. Our Father who art in heaven. A beautiful peace. Get this song. Institute it. It's your battle hymn of the public for the family and for heaven. So where are we? We're where Our Lady puts us with this message. A beautiful, beautiful message that tells us all you have to do is open your heart. For those you, those who've had or have difficulty in prayer, have a difficult situation with God the Father, you need to make sure you have a good relationship with the Father in the home. And if there's a good relationship there, you have a good relationship with the mother in the home. You can't do that and be disconnected from those two and expect not to receive wounds and have a past that you're going to be incessantly searching for the way. It's interesting you bring up some of these points, and, and for those of you that uh, have not heard it, we do have a radio show, a uh, previous radio wave called There's Going to Be Peace in This House, where a friend of Medjugorje speaks more uh, about this challenge to your kids, to or a challenge to the parents to have their kids pray with them uh, with their family prayer, and, and you can he goes into more detail about that. But um, it's interesting because in the message today, Our Lady says, the Father never leaves his children alone. And this is very interesting because, uh, just echoing what you were just saying, that that it's it's the job of the father, the parent, the union underneath the headship of the father, to not leave their kids alone. And people may take this to just meaning only in um, in hard times, but always to be there as a guide to correct. Um, but my my question that I'm that I was getting towards is, if you want to follow for a father who's wanting to follow this. And no, God, God demands that, that they not leave their children alone, not to go astray, to correct them. What, what would you do in a situation where your kids have no respect for you? Or what would you do in a situation where your kids just simply won't listen to you? 
Um, there's there are a lot of fathers who would like to have that position with their children, and find themselves in a position where they can't do that, or their or their children don't have respect for them. What would they do in that kind of situation? Well, they can't do a whole lot about it. The reason they can't do a lot about it because really it depends on the mother. The wife, if she respects the husband, the wife, if she honors the husband, the wife, if she goes and seeks from her husband advice, the children will mirror mirror that. You say, well, that seems unjust. No, it's just. It's the way it works. It's the chemical makeup of the family for them to go to God the Father the same way. Well, what about the defects of the husband? That doesn't change scriptures. It doesn't change what I was talking about here today. You can say, oh, my husband's a drunk. My husband's a louse. Okay, well, what is his good virtues? I remember years ago, somebody was saying, well, my husband's just a garbage, garbage truck driver. They wanted to be an attorney or something like that. Well, he may be a good, perfect garbage truck driver. Can you not expound that to the virtue of, uh, that virtue to your children? The respect he has depends largely upon the mother. Mother. So what if he's a drunk? Ronald Reagan turned out to be a great man. His father was a drunk. But he had principles and virtues that his mother, Ronald Reagan's dad's wife, expounded on Ronald Reagan that impacted him to be who he was. If you live this way, even if the father dies and his picture's on the wall and every time the boy or the little girl does something and you point to the dad on the wall, your daddy would never have approved of this. You, the wife can expound these principles into the children and she paints that image. What can the father do? Well, he's crippled if he's not given the line through his wife. He can't do what he's supposed to do. This is what we have in the family prevailing everywhere. We hear it all the time. We see this constantly. And so where there's a disconnect between the husband and the children to the wife, and where there's a connection from the husband to the children to the wife, no matter what traits, virtues, bad or good, that image of that father will give the image to the children of God the Father. Makes them whole. And so our lady completely comes in a position of being before God the Father and submitting to Him and showing us. She's showing us, be like her. And so I've written in How to Change Your Husband, the keys to it in the family is in the hands of the mother. Our lady's messages reflect on this. And so we're all sinners. Men are sinners. Fathers are sinners. Wives are sinners. And we don't always do what we're supposed to do. But there's virtue in highlighting the good. We're supposed to always be seeing the good. And recognize that we need God, even though we go side to side. Sometimes we stray. Thanks for another day. That I don't deserve And for helping me find my way Around the curves Cause a straight and narrow 
ain't the path I'm on So help me keep it in the middle Till I get back home well, I know I've strayed from side to side Sometimes I've even crossed the line But I know where I'm going And I'll try to make it there And I hope God hears a sinner's prayer Well, I mostly talk to you When I'm in a bind up against a mountain that I can't climb Here I am again with trouble on my mind Hoping you will help me one more time Cause I know I've strayed from side to side Sometimes I've even crossed the line But I know where I'm going And I try to make it there And hope God hears the sinner's prayer Yes, I know where I'm going And I try to make it there and I hope God still hears this sinner's prayer. Rejected. To spend every effort to help and be turned down. To be in a situation of having to compete to be heard and be silent. To have the answers and not be able to convey them. To lose knowing you can win rather than being political. To go to the end of the line when you were there first. To tell the truth and it be made a lie to try to be saintly and to be made out to be a devil to be on the inside and to be cast outside to be with many and to know you are really alone to give yourself unreservedly to others and be a victim of their envy to dedicate your life to a purpose and that purpose turn against you to be innocent and be accused to be stripped of all authority, earthly power, and position, and be nothing, is to have one's heart lacerated with humility to the greatest depth and receive at the greatest heights God's blessing of walking Jesus' path. To love. Come to the resting place, a place which exists to help lead you to a deeper understanding of the Gospels. Your difficulties and daily trials are not without value. 
Rather, they are treasures in perfecting your love. First Peter says, Rejoice instead in the measure that you share Christ's sufferings. The resting place at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You can run, you can hide, love will still come to find you. You can turn me away, love will still come to find you. You can run, you can hide, love will still come to find you. You can turn I see in the message this pattern that Our Lady uses often in, in threes, where she'll say, make a statement or a phrase three times. And in the top half of the message, she says, I see pain and suffering. I see a wounded past. I see my children who desire to be happy but do not know how. And then, in a sense, there's a bridge in the middle of the, of the message in which she says, but all that can change if you're just open to the Father. And then you will be happy. Your search will end. You will love. You will not be afraid. And so my question just is, what, what is the purpose of these patterns of Our Lady that come up in the message sometimes? You know, is, is there a, a purpose just beyond what we see in each message Individually. Well, there's obviously a pattern of three. Pray, pray, pray. And, of course, God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. The three mysteries, uh, the three different mysteries, joyful, sorrowful, and glorious mysteries. And we have one added, the John Paul, now the luminous. Who's illuminating the world today? Who's standing in front of the Trinity? We're we going to move into four, but the three statement is definitely something that we picked up. That's why we say three Hail Marys and a lot of novenas on the hour. Uh, we do it in groups of three because I always taught this pattern. I'm happy, happy, happy. It was a message on the mountain. I was there. It was a little bit embarrassing at first. I thought, "What is our lady talking about?" I mean, how do I go tell people about the messages and try to believe in that? And she's saying, I'm happy, happy, happy. You know, we thought it was a little bit humorous. But this couldn't be humorous if this is the mother. I came back with my thoughts. I remember standing on the trail at midnight talking about this. This is strange. Later we found out that year, sometime in that moment, the Vatican had decided around 97, 1997 to... Have three years dedicated to God the Father, one year, the next year to Jesus Christ, and the third year to the Holy Spirit. And I was happy, happy, happy about that. There's so much to unlock. These messages are alive, and they'll speak to you about many, many things. And about your life. 
So these patterns do have a purpose. Like I wrote on the site today about the story of nature. I won't go into it. You can find it there for the December or the January 2nd message. But there is a pattern that Ali is doing with intent, with purpose, to speak to us more than the words we read. These messages are for the rest of the world's history. To help us, to help us through the hard life. Life is difficult. When you start pitying yourself and you're thinking, poor me. Why has all this happened to me? Or why was I born this way? Or why are my difficulties? Why was I set in this situation? Why did I lose this? Why am I broken? Don't pity yourself. Life is hard for everybody in one way or another. Stop staring at me Leave the sad looks at home Everybody feels bad And you don't understand It's not like I'm alone Cause everyone has battles to fight And I don't need your sympathy tonight yeah, it's a hard life, but I'm okay If I didn't have this, I wouldn't be who I am today And I have lots of friends, oh, and I have love And yeah, I have a hard life, but in some ways everybody there's a lot I can't do Don't be judging me I'm in a body I hate But I have my faith More than what you see So what if I can't kick A soccer ball into a goal I feel like I can lift 500 pounds With my soul it's a hard life Oh, but I'm okay If I didn't have this I wouldn't be who I am today And I have lots of friends Oh, and I have love And yeah, I have a hard life but In some ways everybody some like me have lost their battle But they will be the sun That gives you warmth and lights the way So we can shine on and Yeah, it's a hard life But I'm okay If I didn't have this Wouldn't be who I am today I have lots of friends Oh, and I have love Yeah, I have a hard life In some ways everybody does and Yeah, I have a hard life In some ways everybody does 
You wouldn't be who you are today. Who are you? Our Lady wants you to be her sons. It will make you, by being so, who you are. But who are you? Our Lady's children are in her family, the Holy Family. By incorporating you in that, you become somebody. We have the opportunity for that. On Maria's 25th message, 2011, for the whole world, Our Lady says, It is that peace in the heart which gives you gives to those... I'm sorry. It is the peace in the heart which God gives to those whom He loves. Who are they? He gives peace to those who He loves. What about everybody across the world? If you hate, you can't receive that love. To receive grace, you've got to be in grace. Our Lady goes on and says, By your baptism, you are all, in a special way, called and loved. A Christian of goodwill does hold a special place in God's heart. Our Lady goes and continues, and she says, In a special way, Speaking to you, are called to love because you're loved by God. I'm adding to love by God. But our lady goes on and says, Therefore, witness and pray that you may be my extended hands to this world which yearns for God and peace. It's incredible for us to see so much brokenness. So many things have gone astray in our life. And in the world. That our Lady sees all this pain and suffering and our wounded past. A past that often we've hurt ourselves. And she comes and gives this beautiful message to simply open yourselves to God the Father. Be healed. Heal the relationship with Him. Become one in Him. Many people in the streets had their moments. Many of those, you might be surprised at the background if you talk to them. I've talked to some people. It's surprising. How'd they end up that way? Not having family and everything. There might be a lot more people in the street by the garbage fire. You don't know where it might be on the future. What's going to happen economically. What's important is we realize that the moments we have union with God, He can help us. And for those who are suffering and in pain, we need to help them by our witness, by our love, that they won't be afraid to step back into life, to rebuild their life, their life with God, to find that way. It may be you, and by your life that you show it. Coming to the end of a long, long walk When a man crawled out of a cardboard box Under the E Street Bridge Followed me on to it 
I went out halfway across with that homeless shadow Tagging along so I dug for some change Wouldn't need it anyway He took it looking just a bit ashamed He said, you know I haven't always been this way I've had my moments Days in the sun moments I was second to none moments When I knew I did what I thought I couldn't do Like that plane ride Coming home from the war that summer My son was born Memories like a coat so warm The cold wind can get through Looking at me now You might not know it I've had my moments well, I stood there trying to find my nerve Wondered if a single soul on earth would care at all Miss me when I'm gone That old man just kept hanging around Looking at me, looking down I think he recognized That look in my eyes I've had my moments, days in the sun moments I was second to none moments When I knew I did what I thought I couldn't do Like that cool night on the East Street Bridge When a young man almost ended it I was right there, wasn't scared of
three or four years ago, we had saved up <clears throat> some money for Christmas time. It was $1,000. We went and got $110 bills. We packed up all the kids into the vans. We went downtown Birmingham, and we began to stop at places on Christmas Eve where people were around trash can fires. We'd get out, 10 of the kids, each giving each one a $10 bill, and they lit up. They couldn't believe all these kids getting out and coming giving that. $10 is not much, but on Christmas Eve when everybody's standing around, it meant more than the money. We went all over town distributing this money. We saw one guy pushing a grocery buggy down the downtown street. He wasn't with the rest of the people. And you could tell he was aloof from them or standing out from them. We stopped right on the side of the road. One of the kids got out. And she said something to him. And he turned, held out and gave him the $10 bill. said, this is for you. His expression moved us all to tears. His lips went upside down and upside down smile. He started weeping. He said he's lost his family and everything else. And we could tell he wasn't a typical street person. The children got a lesson. We got a lesson. But you never know whose pain you can relieve just a little bit. We wanted to do this for our children as much as we did the people in the street. Some of their, maybe legitimately, they choose to be, some are not. But the pain and the suffering, the incessant search, Our Lady says today, is remedied by December 25th message, is that by peace and in the heart, which God gives to those whom he loves. By your baptism, you are baptism, you are all in a special way called and loved. Therefore, witness and pray that you may be my extended hands to this world that yearns for God and for peace. This man needed that moment. That was his moment. He needed it. There's other moments. Yvonne had his apparition the other day. It was going to be at 3 o'clock Central Time. We found out that morning he had returned to Medjugorje and he was going to have apparition on Apparition Mountain for the prayer group. So we were all running different places. That was Saturday, I think. And so I had to go out, which I rarely go out, to shopping center. And the timing worked out where I wanted to say a rosary in preparation for a lady coming to the area. So I put it in the back, really parked at the back of the parking lot or to the side, in front rather, away from the store. And I was doing my rosary. And right at the moment that our lady appears, this guy's walking by on his cell phone screaming profanities through the cell phone. He doesn't know I'm in my truck. He's pacing back and forth, screaming everything you could imagine. The whole time through the apparition. And I realized it was an appointment with destiny. So how could it be? I'm over here minding my own business, isolated to get away from any distractions. This guy's walking around the truck doing this. So I said, okay, God, after this rosary or after this apparition, if he's 
in a position where I can go to him, I'll give him a rosary. So his wife comes out. He's like two lanes over. She's getting in the car. And he's going to the car to wind down, and I'm getting out at the same time. It worked out. So I went over to him. He was still on the phone. And I held out this rosary to him, showing him the cross. I said, this is to help you with peace. He continued to talk on the phone, and he was motioning to me, no, whispering. I said, yes, I want you to have this. I want you to have peace. Take this. Please take this. The cross is showing. He sticks out his finger, his first finger, and just motions no to me. I didn't persist anymore because I saw he rejected it. But I walked away from there saying, God, this man just rejected the cross. But he knows not what he does. Somewhere in his future, when he's asleep, when he's driving down the road, you bring this image back up. I'm banking this in his library of a soul. They can draw this off the shelf. That some incident happens and he'll remember this. And he'll accept this cross. And I've prayed for him many times since that point. I'm not going to let him go. I gave him a special blessing. I'm not going to let him reject the cross. The rest is, yes, up to him because everybody can reject the cross. But this is what our lady means. Go after him. Not arrogantly. Not persistently. But make the offer. It, has, it takes boldness sometimes. But there was no way this man was where he was and I was where I was and our lady was where she was on the earth at that moment. Except she had this man marked. She wanted me to do that. If I didn't, it would have been a sin of omission for me because I'm a lady's children and also her apostle, just like you. So who does God put in your path? Who does he want you to touch? Live the message, and he'll put you on many, many paths. And unfortunately, we're running to the end of the show here, and uh, the show does go by very, very quickly. Um, but it's beautiful to reminisce on some of these older stories here. And as a friend of Medjugorje was speaking throughout the broadcast today, uh, several things came to mind when Joan brought up the question about the, the, the threes, and he talked about happy, 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 pray, 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 God the Father, God the Son, God, the year of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Immediately it came to mind uh, the talk, This Is Her Time, which is also available on Medjugorje.com. It's a free download. But there's a whole section of this. It's in that time frame. And he speaks about this. And I, I remember listening to this. I wasn't present at the talk. And I remember listening to this afterwards when we were producing it. And when I heard the pray, 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 happy, 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 um, I just was like, wow, this is incredible. Absolutely incredible. And so for those of you that would like to listen to that, that is a free download on Medjugorje.com. You could find that uh, under the downloads section under audio. And then also, too, uh, going back to what a friend of Medjugorje said about in order to be receive grace, you have to be in grace. Uh, there's also a Medjugorje headline from July of this past year, July 2nd, 2011, called What an Impure Heart Cannot Do. And that is tied to the May 25th, 2011 radio wave called What If It's Me? And all of that topic is all covered between those two things. So those are just a few resources for you to go back and listen to some of these things historically to go deeper into some of these topics. And again, that one that we mentioned earlier today, the radio wave called Peace in This House, uh, has to do with you praying with your children. But uh, going back to uh, back, going back to the message, uh, a friend of Medjugorje started a tradition here in the community 
a number of years ago, where on New Year's Day, the community comes together, and we the way we celebrate our New Year's Day is we have a small retreat, and everyone says their greatest joy and the greatest lesson of the year. And the greatest joy always ends up going into a lot of joys, and the lesson ends up in a lot of lessons. But it's beautiful to reminisce back on the years and to see these things and to think about all of the things that that were joys throughout the whole year and all the times that Our Lady's hand uh, was in the events that were taking place, many times in the lessons that we were learning. And it's interesting because it correlates to Our Lady's message today, uh, which is all about happiness. And Our Lady says, The Father never leaves his children alone, especially not in pain and despair. Your lessons. So Our Lady comes and answers this, and it's a beautiful inspiration that he started. And there's other people that we know of that are starting to incorporate this in their family on New Year's to say their greatest joy, their greatest lesson of the year. And Our Lady comes at the beginning of this year and really gives us this, uh, helping us to see the things that will make us happy, the things that will teach us our lesson. But the question that I had uh, was, there's a lot of forecast, and there's been a lot of talk about 2012. It's It seems to be a very symbolic year, uh, but Our Lady seems to come and offers a, a totally different tone in the message today that seems to be of, of, a, of a lighter tone. But at the same time, we do know that there's going to be things that will take place. And as you mentioned in the last Radio Wave show, that there will be physical changes that will take place. So where is the balance between knowing or specifically looking at 2012 where is the balance between the things that you know are going to take place and what Our Lady is trying to tell us today about not being afraid? Well, it's very simple. You don't want to be balancing. That's what's wrong. We're on the fence. We're in the middle in both places. Our Lady's calling you to go to the new culture. She's raising it up. Get with that now and you'll have hope. You'll have future. Be on the other side, and you won't. There's no more balancing between a little bit wrong and a little bit right. You've got to be on the side of truth. doesn't mean that you've got a sinless time that you're not going to be able to pass through because you're a sinner. You're a sinner. You can be on the right side and be a sinner. You just need to have truth so that when you do sin, you'll know you're not in truth and you confess. The other side thinks they have truth, but they continue to sin and don't recognize it. Recognize sin, repent, be in the new culture, look at where it's showing, and don't be balancing this out. You want to be completely on the other side of the way the culture is going. You might think that's complicated to get there, but it's really not. Just open yourself to the Father. And we see that. We feel we're on the right side. Not that we're holier than thou. Not that we're not sinners. But in a perfect way of life, lived by imperfect people. And just like the song said earlier, we're sinners. I want to end on a song that we rarely play twice, but we just recently played this song. But starting this new year is very significant there's songs that come up that people sing and from the country singers to different people and the pop side and all this. But there's sometimes what's called praise and worship. And sometimes they'll get together and just do something impromptu. We sometimes in our community do this. 
with those playing instruments. Sometimes we do it at a comedy thing. It's funny. Sometimes spiritual. But there was a concert taking place. An impromptu, the song was sung by Protestant. But the Holy Spirit wants to reach everybody. And if somebody's open to the Holy Spirit, they can speak the words of Our Lady. And if there's one song of the year that's 110% inspired by Our Lady, this song is it. Our Lady's word says, I knew you, or rather I knew what I was getting into when I called you. I knew what I was getting into when I said your name. But I said it just the same. I knew what I was getting into, and I'm not shocked by your weakness. I'm not shocked even by your sins. I'm not shocked by your brokenness. That's the message today. I'm not shocked by your pain and suffering, your brokenness, your past. Because I know what I was getting into. I knew what I was getting into when I chose you. I can see the end from the beginning. And I can see where this is going. I can see the end from the beginning. I see you, or rather, and I see in you the seeds of love. She just told us, as you be the seeds that branches out through the whole world. And all you feel is shame. I see deeper than that. I know you better than that. And all you can see in this moment that you're aching. But listen. That's what I said today. Your pain and your suffering. Just don't give up. Don't give in. If you don't quit, you win. Just don't give up. Everything is going to be all right. And this song is totally impromptu by the Holy Spirit. And I 
You don't 
You just heard someone singing whose hearts was possessed by Our Lady. And this is a perfect match for today's message of January 2nd, 2012. Contemplate it. Read it. You can run. You can hide. Love will still come to find you. You can turn me away. Love will still come to find you. Whether it be somebody in a parking lot that you bring to Our Lady, crossing that path, wherever God puts you. I wish you, Our Lady, I love you. Pray for a holy good night. <laughs>